I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in Babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the Future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. <laughs> Wait, did he, re- did he hit record? We hit record hit this record. time. Uh, Welcome sure. back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And with us... Barry! Barry, you're sounding a little... Turn him up a little bit. Am I up? Am I up? Oh, actually, no, I think you just weren't... I wasn't not, You're not in. I wasn't eating okay. my microphone. There you go. Chew on it. It's funny because, like, you don't have a voice that doesn't carry, you know? uh, like I've, myself. I've I mean, told it's, that before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have a voice that, that I project. There's no problem. No, let's call it that. what it is. You're both big mouths. Right, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, so if you get it, and you say something in the microphone, and it doesn't come off very loud. I'm like, okay, something's, what's, something's what's wrong with right our mics there. here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, on this episode, we are going to be. <laughs> we're going to be covering the 1980. Wait, 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 wait. Let me 82? do it. Do it. It was... Do it. Yes, it was 82. 1982 movie. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 83. It's 83. 83. 1983 and, movie. And I'm not, not going to say it. You're okay. not going to say it. Dave's not going to say it. I'll let William Regal do it. War games. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for that, like, since, oh we, my announced, God, since we decided I have this. I have like, no idea how much <laughs> I wanted to just go, War games! <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yes, we are going to be talking about the Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy vehicle of War Games. War Games! Which, it's funny, I did not... Remember until we, I started watching this movie last night that Dabney Coleman is also in this <laughs> <Yes>. movie. <laughs> for, for those of you, since our last movies. episode was uh, about uh, Cloak and Dagger, which is also funny because 
Matthew Broderick's character's name is David in this as well as what yep. Henry Thomas's was. What can I say? I'm a very popular guy. Uh, what David you just is have like, a what? popular name. I used to say, yeah, David is like what the third? Like it's like John and Michael and David are like like three of the like top. Just boys go names. biblical. Yeah, you go exactly. biblical. You're good. So all right. So shall I go over the stats? Sure. Yeah, go over the stats. Excellent. So you want to go with names like. Uh, Joshua and um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. And it's like, hey, it worked in WB. Why not? Ooh, go Old Testament. Old Testament. That's right. Old All right. Testament. So, the 1983 movie, War Games. I swear, I, I will be able to say the title of that some other way at some point in time. I doubt it. Uh, directed by John Batham and Martin Brest originally, but he actually got fired like two weeks into it. Okay. So, uh, it was written by Lawrence Lasker and William Parks, or Walter Parks, excuse me, uh, starring Matthew Roderick, mm-hmm. Dabney Coleman, mm-hmm. Ali Sheedy, mm-hmm. and a gentleman by the name of John Wood. Now, for people that are from not familiar with that name, he's actually been in a couple of different movies. Most notably that I could find was the Whoopi Goldberg joint Jumpin' Jack Flash. Um, several gas, other gas, ones, gas, but I will say this movie is chocked full of a bunch of, Hey, it's that guys or Hey, it's that girls. Like say Barry Corbin, Barry Corbin yes. or Michael Madsen. Yes. We will get to that. Um, this was originally done by MGM. Uh, I think United artists actually released it as the, the, the marketing one. It was released in May of 83. Now, this is probably going to be the biggest hit movie that we talk about, at least that we have talked about so far. Original budget on this thing was $12 million. It made 10 times that amount. Ooh. $125 million. It was a huge movie. It was was a a giant movie. Well, you also got to remember people wanted to go see this because we were right in the middle of the Cold War. Absolutely. They were afraid it was going to be a documentary. Yeah. (laughs) Ronald Reagan, you know, uh, was in office. What goes around comes around. Yeah, no kidding. 40 years later. uh, (laughs) All right. So shall we get into the plot, gentlemen? Absolutely. Yes. All right. So it was found initially. This starts off with a couple of nuclear war tests. I love this intro. Mm -hmm. How it's. Uh, go, go ahead. Well, you no, you go ahead, it. It. Go ahead. It's one of those things that starts off like just good. It's it's a good what five minutes yep. intro of this whole thing. Yes, that is aside from the move your phone. My phone is over there. It might be your phone or Barry's. One of the two. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you automatically looked at me, and it wasn't me this time. Um, <laughs> where it is, it starts off. We get this 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 first five minutes of this movie. Yep, that is not directly into the plot, but. Is very adjacent to the plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, totally a setup. You know, it is. It's a complete setup for why we get to where we're where yep. we're going. So, anyways, right. go ahead. So, anyway, they're doing some testings on this, and they decide that they're going to automate everything. That everything needs to be automated, and they put this guy in charge, uh, John McKittrick. Well, by Dabney Coleman. You got to talk about the reason why they decided go to ahead. automate it. It gets to the point to where we have young Matthew Broderick. Yes. Who has... No, the oh, reason, no, 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 no. The reason they wanted to automate it... Oh, it's because the guy... Because that, the guy hesitated to turn the key. Yes, on the launch, test. You're correct. The, right. You're correct. And I'm this sorry. was a test. This wasn't an and actual... They, you know. Yeah, and they said, what was it? Was it 22% mm-hmm. of... Uh, they did this 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 full-scale test, no. and 22% of their <laughs> missiles didn't get 
get, didn't get didn't, launched. Didn't get the launch sequence because basically. of human because, input. Because of in, human input. So they decide, hey, we can put this computer in charge and take that human element out of it. It's not going to hesitate. Correct. Right? So what? And we did, all know how that goes. Yeah. So what they did is they created <laughs> Skynet. These, yes. And I, I love the name. No, no, it was the War Operations Plan Response, the also called the Whopper. Yes. So suddenly this movie was a huge Burger King advertisement. See, I, you say Burger King. I was thinking like the chocolate and Whoppers, milk balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. those. Yes, my mom loves those. Well, you can tell I'm starving for lunch because I went directly to Burger yeah, King. Yeah, fair. And you know what? <laughs> I can do without Burger King or Whoppers either way. It's well, like, you're a communist, <laughs> but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. So, after that, we get introduced to our hero of the story, David Lightman. He's a high school student, very smart, actually, out of uh, Seattle. Uh, but he's a bit of a slacker, shall we say. No. Yes, you know. So a Gen Xer that's a slacker. While he's uh, trying to uh, basically go through his life in high school, we find out later on that he's also a bit of a hacker. This a is actually, bit. Well, this is one of the first <laughs> real incarnations of hackers yeah, it, in movies that we, we yep. get introduced to. That's true. Um, where he does a lot of uh, social engineering. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's definitely well. Word. Considering the school was writing down the password to the school computer. Okay, and I know, especially for you studio. being an IT guy, or actually uh-huh. both of you guys being mm-hmm. IT guys, this this bothers you a lot. You also have to remember, this is 1983, and computers were still this novelty thing that a lot of people didn't believe were going to be the future, you know? And, and I'm, I'm just saying, I get it, especially now. So, well, yeah. uh, believe me, I get on to my parents both all the time about using the same passwords for everything. I'm like, you can't do that. You cannot do that. So. <laughs> totally get it. But yeah, this is really, he's he's going through and he, he's in a class with this girl named Jennifer, mm-hmm. who's played by Ali Sheedy. Uh, they both get into trouble for something. He actually goes to the principal's office, steals the code. Mm-hmm. He knows he's failing. I can't remember what class it was. I, I think biology. he actually purposely gets sent to yeah. the principal's office does. every couple of weeks. He says so something he about, you know, uh, I don't remember what the joke was, but he responded with... Um, and he wife. said, what Who was, oh, it what was, was the first... It, it was somebody he'd who, asked. He goes... Who first came up with the concept of, of asexual, asexual reproduction? reproduction. Your, your wife? Your wife. Yeah, yeah. And so he sends office. him to the office. So he goes and steals the code, uh, the password to the, the, the school's computer, hacks into it, changes his pa- or his uh, grade. grade as well as hers. Mm-hmm. Even though she tells him to change it back, yeah. he changes it anyway. So in the process of this, he is also doing some random dialing, and I can't remember what the term was for it. War dialing. War dialing. Thank you. Uh, well, he sees an he sees a an advertisement, an advertisement for, for a Protovision for Protovision, yeah. which was a they, game company. Yeah, they were supposed to have all these new games, and so he gets he sees where they're located. Yep, is it Sunny Sunnyvale, Sunnyvale, California. California. Yep. And, and so he calls information, and he doesn't know which number he needs to get into the system. So he gets the area code for Sunnyvale, California. Well, it wasn't starts. just the area code; it was the prefix. Yeah, yeah, so he's like, "What other?" Because he asked he asked the operator, "What other prefixes yeah. are, are cover this area?" Mm-hmm. And she gives them all to him, and so he starts a program that basically is just cold calling every no, war dialing. It's called yes, war, war dialing. dialing. Yeah. yeah, it's not really something you see done very often anymore. But no, that's not these true. Days. When we had our closed system, Cisco yeah. video teleconferencing system, war dialing was something we dealt with on a daily basis. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, shows what I know. Um, Iran and China are like the worst two about it, right? I now. believe You would think, especially with cell phones, that you wouldn't. Of course, I guess well, you also still have landlines for yeah. business. They're not actually calling know? phones. They're calling IP oh, addresses. IP address. Oh, okay. That makes sense. They're hitting IP that addresses. Makes yeah, where this okay. one's actually calling phones, those are hitting IPs. But same principle involved. Well, it just so happens that he gets a hold of one number. And it 
starts responding to him. Does not identify it. Yep. Yes. So he pretty much nails that that's what it is and wants to try to get in to play these games or this, this, you know, iconic thing. So he's takes the, the printouts that he's got to some of his buddies who are also computer engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, the two, and I have their names here because one of them is one of my who are much guys. older than them. Yes, uh, I can't, it wasn't it wasn't MI, or it wasn't uh, Caltech. I can't remember where he took. It was a summer. I know, they're in Seattle. That was yeah. outside Seattle. So, so. but um, the 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 two actors that play him, Mari Chaikin, uh, played Jim. And Eddie Deason, my boy, played Melvin. Eddie Deason was the go-to nerd for yes, a lot much. of. For yeah. you know, he was in Greece. He was. I mean, he he was in a whole yeah. bunch. If of you've stuff. ever seen the, the really gangly looking guy with glasses and yeah. bad hair, that's Eddie. The high pitched voice. Uh, you know, Mari Chalkin, however, made famous in the movie Dances with Wolves. Oh really? Yes. He's, oh yeah. He's, that's okay. Like that's I said, this movie is chock yeah. full of a bunch of. Oh, I know. I noticed a lot of like smaller characters yeah. in this. So I was like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, yeah. it's that guy. It's, it's a it's bunch that. of hey, it's that guy. Yeah, yeah. So what they do is they find out that this is um, one of the the list of the the games is called Falcon's Maze. Mm-hmm. So he finds out that it's this guy Stephen Falcon who was the programmer. So he tells him. Okay. Before you get it, let's talk yes. about that. Okay. Eddie Deason's character yes. says, "Hey, you know, you need to go right through." You guys Falcon- are so dumb. Uh, yeah, you need to go right through Falcon's maze. Okay, so we get this great montage mm-hmm. in the library with microfiche and also just yes. the stacks of magazines, and and newspapers, newspapers, and everything. And everything. I'm like, yes, yes, this takes me so far. Welcome back to 1983, to before. <laughs> Before the internet, before this Google, is, this is how this is how you had to do your research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's digging through trying to find this passcode to get into this machine, and he's using everything he can think of. It keeps slamming the door on him. Finally, he gets the idea after talking with Jennifer. She gives him the idea. Well, she, she's Kinda. talking about you know in the process of finding out about Falcon that he had lost his son. And that his son was a huge role in his life and found out that his son's name was Joshua. 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 So he uses that as a passcode. It comes up and immediately starts to load. Okay. Before we go any further here, this is my one gripe that I have about this movie. Okay. My one big gripe. Yep. Falcon died old at the age of 41. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. I was I was going to bring this up. Cuz he he's like he's like yeah, he was kind of old. He was 41. She's like, "Oh, that is old." <laughs> but be fair, to a 16-year-old 41. I know, is old. I know, I know, I know. It's so. but I was just like, "Wow." And then she says something about, "Yeah, my dad's 45." It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, "I'm what older was, than all of them." <laughs> I, what was his name? My dad's name? No. I I had to stop the movie at that point and go take a small walk. I was like, screw these kids. It did sting a little bit, I'm not going to lie. I get it. I get it, though, because I remember being that age and thinking 40 was just... 30 was was old. 40 was ancient. You also have to remember, 41 in 1983 is a lot different than 41 in 2022. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, he gets into this machine... And for the equipment that David has in his house is just mind blowing for a 1983 kid. Not only does he have the five and a quarter inch floppies, 
were they five and a quarter or were they seven? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're They're right. seven. Seven, seven. As you were saying, those seven inch floppies, I was like, oh, dude, he I had remember the seven those. Inch but floppies. he has the double stack drive. Yes. He has the double stack drives. The modem? The modem, the, mm-hmm. the old style modem where you actually take the handset the receiver, for your phone and put it on, and the, put it no. on there. <laughs> but he also has the squawk box. Yes. He yep. has yes. this speaker that I saw. Did you guys, when you were watching this, did it look like it had lips? Uh, no, it, no. To I me, it, I mean, something about the, the, the design of, the of it kind of looked like it, it kind of did have a mouth. It was just a round speaker. Yeah, okay, know, a, maybe it was just a light or something. To me, it always looked like it had lips on it. But it's a. Speaker we're we're going to talk about that later. Not yeah. the, about the, about the speaker. <laughs> okay, yeah. a little bit. Do you need because, me to leave you two no. alone? No, we're good. We're good. We need somebody to watch. I need an um, adult. No, <laughs> that is. I need an adult here. <laughs> I'm suddenly very no adults in this house. I don't know who you're talking about. So Maybe I, the dogs. Yeah, okay? exactly. like <laughs> so anyway, so he's he he hacks into this thing, and of course he connects the speaker to it, gets into it, and the first lines we hear from the speaker were, "Shall, Shall we, we play, play a game? game?" Yes, which is the the infamous line yes. from this movie. Yes. So he's going down the list of the games, and it's things like poker and chess and backgammon. And then it gets into some that are a little more awkward, like geothermal political war and uh, global, global thermonuclear, thermonuclear war. war. Yeah. So he decides he wants to play global thermonuclear war. Jumps on there. He decides he wants to be the Russians. Mm-hmm. Starts going through the whole process of the game. Now, unbeknownst to David... Oh, wait. You forgot one thing before oh, we get into this. All of the, the numbers that they were war dialing, they got... Um, Printouts. Got Pan Am. Oh, yeah. And so they set up reservations to go to, they were like, hey, where do you want to go? And they go to Paris, which comes back later. Yeah. It's yeah. like, so oh, it's do we have tickets to Paris? No, no we just a have a reservation. <laughs> yeah. Did you see how much it was going to be? It was like over $1,200. Yeah. So it was like $1,235 or something. Like and, and, two people and, to go to, to Paris. Yeah. And yeah. another one was like a bank. He's like, oh, I'll have to write that one down for later. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a So unbeknownst to David. Oh, the also sub- something that I love. Again, yeah, go ahead. Later. I'm sorry. And this is whole you guys, especially IT stuff, even in 1983, was where when they're in the school computer and he mm-hmm. keeps talking about, oh, they can't find us. They can't, they, they'll never know that we were here. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anybody who ever believed that you're going to get into, get onto a, a network of any kind and then be completely anonymous is just not going to happen. It's not happening. So, no. So, anyway, David had no idea, but the number that he had actually dialed into was the Cheyenne Mountain Complex for the Whopper. The NORAD. Yeah, for NORAD, basically. Starts the game on it, which causes the Whopper to go absolutely crazy. It sends everything at uh, NORAD into a turmoil because they think that it's actually going into war, that they've now launched upon the United States. So this is where we also get introduced to a term that I had never heard before this movie, and that was the mo- the firm Defcon, Defcon, mm-hmm. which I found out later on, the way that they do it in this movie and the way that it's done in real life are the exact opposite. Yep. yep. Because yep. in this one, was it Defcon one was peace and Defcon no was, in this Defcon five was Defcon peace 3, and okay. Defcon one was like no 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 it's the other way around right yeah you get to Defcon five we're fucked yeah is basically what it so they start and and they start and it pushed them to Defcon four. Mm-hmm. And then I think it went to three at some point. It did because there was another later. Yeah. When there's another, it comes back online. Yeah. And uh, so David kind of gets bored with it and goes away. And all of a sudden. Well, no, his dad yells at him oh, through that's the right. window to come, to come clean up the trash. trash. And he just yeah. reaches over and shuts off the computer yeah. and it yeah. disconnects. Also in that in that 
sequence of stuff. Which cuts off the simulation and Mm -hmm. everything goes back to normal at NORAD and they're all left scratching. One of the things I love in that sequence, though, again, this is another Mm -hmm. a little bit, me being a little bit techie geek on this, is he's talking about all the stuff and he's, he's talking to Jennifer. And it's still doing the dialing. Like, you're still, like, oh, yeah, doing it's still the board dialing. dialing yeah. He picks up the receiver and talks. He says something to her. He's like, yeah, it's all coming through here. But I was like, if you take that off of there, it's not just doing that any longer. It's like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's go ahead. That's all right. So, so David finds out afterwards. He, I, I can't remember. I think he went back to school or something. He came home and there was a news report. Yes. Talking about everything it's going the next crazy. day. It's okay. The next day. I have yep. to make a comment here. Yeah. When he comes in the door from school that day, you can hear the news report going on yes. in the background. And no one's really paying attention. And nobody's really paying attention to it, except I did. Do you know mm-hmm. what they're talking about? They're talking about the prophylactic recycling center. Yikes. Oh, okay. there's, there's all kinds of weirdness in this movie in the background. I well. honestly did not pay attention to what I, I, I was just, I, I heard it. It was like, yes, today at the Perfilactic Recycling Center. And I went, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I rewound it. I was like, why are we recycling? Perfilactics. Perfilactics. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. it's better than throwing them away. I, I don't know. Yeah, if you say so. It's a, I don't know. Um, there, but, there's another weird thing like that. When they're first going into the nuclear silo, Right next to the door, there's a sign there that says, anyone caught urinating here will be discharged immediately. Yeah. I remember the sign. I just... <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. I mean, it, that can be chalked up to those funny workplace signs I just, that you see well, around. You know, I, I just catch instant. this weird stuff yeah. occasionally. Well, and, the, and actually, when they're having dinner is when David discovers the, the, the news report in the background. And this is when we also discovered that David's dad has the weirdest way I have ever seen in my entire life of buttering his corn. The dude... He literally takes a piece of white bread, puts butter on it, then takes a piece of corn. That's actually when he's looking through the magazine. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, but yeah. What is this? I've seen people do. I have never seen anyone do that. Kidding me? I I have seen this in the the wild. No, 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 not in the wild. I've seen this in movies. This isn't the first. This isn't the only time I've ever seen this in a movie. But again, because this whole thing, the whole time is like his mom's on the telephone because she's she works for Century Twenty One. Yeah, she has the jacket and everything, and she's talking about a property she's trying to sell. And he's looking through this magazine. That's when he finds the 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 provision stuff. stuff. And in the entire time. His dad is just like putting mountains of butter on this, like half a tub of butter. Now, I also love the whole. He bites into the this corn. corn is like, it's raw. raw. She's like, "Yeah, it's, it's isn't it great? You know, it's, it's full of nutrients." He's like, "Give me pills, but cook this stuff." It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have pills for this. <laughs> so anyway, so David, you know, finds out about this, runs upstairs, starts trying to clear everything out. Mm-hmm. You know, tr- basically trying to burn the evidence. Right, and, and he's uh, not very good at. No, it. No, he's not, and. It turns out they actually do end up. Kid. They yeah, they end up catching him, taking him to Nora. No, hold on. Oh, while he's cleaning up and trying to throw stuff he away, calls Joshua calls. Joshua calls. Oh, that's back. right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. I forgot about that. Are we still playing the game? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, he's basically saying, I'm yeah. waiting on you. We've been sitting here waiting. It's your turn." So, the guys from NORAD actually capture him, take him to NORAD. Oh, one more thing. Yes, and this has always bothered me. He did the wrong thing. Well, as many, far, many times. Well, no, no, I'm talking about as far as like, because you know he he hangs up and then the, it, it calls again and he pulls the the phone line out of the back of the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. You leave that plugged in. You take the receiver off the hook, so that way there are no calls that can be completed. Okay, I mean I that's, love the fact that you're <laughs> you're finding the logistics in this movie. <laughs> it just kills me. <laughs> 
It's the way my brain works, me. okay? It absolutely <laughs> kills me. I love it. Welcome to my life. Yeah. This is what I've been dealing with. So David gets taken to NORAD where he gets introduced to McKittrick and basically trying to explain to him, you know, what this is. Well, what he gets going picked on. up outside of 7-Eleven. Yeah. That's, you know, it, I love that sequence. Yeah, it's just too. It's right a, out of us. So he gets out, they take him in there and they're showing him all of NORAD and trying to figure out who this kid is and what, how he did what he did. And who is he working Yeah, for? who are you working for? Uh, and he turns around, and that's when he says that, you know, Joshua called me. It wasn't the other way around. He called me. Yeah. And they think he's lying. So they lock him up in, of all things, the sick bay. Yeah. Which has one of the greatest escape scenes I've ever seen in well, a movie on this. What, something you're not mentioning is that the guy, um, the computer guy, what was the head, head guy's name? McKittrick. McKittrick. Takes him to his office. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. To yes. talk to him and try to play good cop. Good cop is, but yeah, he's trying. And Joshua immediately launches into an attack. Mm-hmm. And so David goes over to the computer that's in the office and basically logs in and is talking to Joshua, trying to convince him to stop it. And, of course, his secretary sees him doing it, and then yeah, they come they up, they drag, out. and that's when they haul him back to sick bay and lock him up again. Well, also in this, this is where we meet his name in the movie. I don't think they ever actually say it is Wigan, which who is James Tolkien. Yes. You know James Tolkien. He was in this game. He was in... He was... Uh, the principal in Back to the Future. Yep. He was the commander on the aircraft carrier in oh, Top yeah, Gun. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah, he guy. was he was in Masters of the Universe. Yep. He was also yeah, in Back to the Future. That's what I say. He was yeah. The, that was the one he mentioned. And also in three. Yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been in all of them. He's another one of those. Hey, it's that guy. Yep. That you know he, he usually always chomp- plays an authority figure. Usually chomping on a cigar too. So right, right, right. So so David's in sick bay. They, he figures out he. He digs around, finds a little portable cassette recorder, mm-hmm. and figures out a way to actually mimic the sounds for well, the he, security pad. He records them. Yeah. Yeah. But and he plays he, them back. He basically hooks the microphone up right behind the touch panel and then tells the guard he's going to take a leak. And the guard comes over and punches it in. And when he opens the door, he's like, Look, I just need to talk to him. It's like, Do you need to go to the bathroom? No. And he closes the door. Yep. Right. But he figures, the, and, and there's, there's it's a, the it's entire a, time the guard's hitting on the secretary. Yes. Yes. Like, and it's, aggressively. it's a of phone freaking. <laughs> well, it, yes, th- absolutely. there's phone freaking there and there's phone freaking later on in yeah. it, too. All right. Um, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to get into We're going to get into the freaking. The freaking is going to happen. We're, we're going to talk about that. So one. David eventually escapes by hiding in a tour group and ends up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. He gets he, yeah. the the tour group takes him out of the the mountain into Oregon, which is really funny because this tour group was from Birmingham. No, yeah. he doesn't end up in Oregon. He's actually just around. He's in Colorado. Colorado. He's in Colorado. Oh, he's in Colorado. He has to call um, um, Jennifer. Jennifer, because he's going to go to Oregon. Yeah, she's like, that's hey, where can you send me is? some yeah. money where I can get an airplane ticket. Yeah. Well, hold on. With busted. all of this happening, he gets when he gets into the computer when all this this new thing is it. That's whenever Joshua tells him, I couldn't reach you at your private uh, yeah. address. When you find out that it was uh, uh, Falcon was dead. Oregon, yeah, yeah. That, that he wasn't dead, that they basically they faked his, they death. Faked they his death and he went to live a private life, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. so David and Jennifer go off to Oregon to try to find this guy. And, well, first off, I'm skipping one of the, the other phone freaking scenes of how he's able to call Jennifer as he goes to an old um, yeah. payphone. I love grabs the payphone. a pull tab out of the ground yes. from from an old beer can. 
attaches it and finds the hot spot on the phone right. to where it actually completes the connection. Yep. Okay. Which is old school phone freaking. I was going to ask, was that... That's legit. That's legit. That is okay. legit. Okay. That is some old school phone freaking. I know, dude, some of that... Some of the stuff that I have read and, and watched documentaries about, like mm-hmm. the old school phone freakers, those dudes were geniuses. So I mean, that was like... They there was figured a magazine. out all kinds of stuff. Yeah. There was a magazine for many, many years, and the minute I say it, Dave is going to smile because I know he knows what I'm talking about, called 2600. <laughs> 2600 Magazine has been around for, I think it's still in production, I haven't looked, but it was around for years, but essentially that's what it was, is it was a magazine for what they called, what was it, technological... I don't remember. Basically it's a hacker's magazine. That's how Steve Wozniak got started. That's that's where a lot of people got their interest, Uh, Captain Crunch found out about that. Um, Which, for those of you who don't know, Captain Crunch is amazing because he figured out that the tone that the phone company would use to signal a long distance, that basically would set up long distance, was the calls. exact that same tone that was produced from a whistle. A whistle that he got out of a, out of a box of Captain Crunch. And so he would use that to steal would, phone calls. To steal phone calls. Yeah. It's amazing some of this stuff yeah. that, that people would come up with. And you have to wonder how much of this was discovered because they actually figured it out or if it was just kind of weird happenstance yeah, of, yeah, hey, look exactly. what this can do. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. So anyway, so they go out to Goose Island, Oregon to try to find this guy, David Hume, mm-hmm. H-U-M-E, because he supposedly worked with Falcon. And it was so funny because they get over there <laughs> and they're This freaked me out. They're dive bombed by a pterodactyl. A pterodon, yeah. It's, uh, Which is really the first uh, use of um, drones that yes. we see. Yeah. It's essentially a, a, a remote-controlled airborne device. It's the not thing plane, that, but, that you know. back then, and I'm watching it again last night, whenever yep. I was watching this, it's what's so amazing about this that freaked me out when I was a kid that, that held up so well is the fact that it's not just that it's a pterodon that's flying. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that its head moves yeah. and its beak opens and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that freaked me out as a kid because I was like, what am I seeing here? Yeah, I mean, th- this is... And that is something that, yeah, it's all servos, you know. I mean, it's one of those things, especially, you know, I've, I've built enough remote control vehicles, you know, to know how this stuff works. But still, in 1983, that was spectacular. Oh, yeah, it was. To be able to do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So. And so they, they, they meet him. They talk to him about this. They try to convince him to, to come back and help stop this. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying, look, it's, it's like a game of tic-tac-toe. Right. You know, it's totally useless. It doesn't really matter. No one's going to win either way. So I've always, even as a kid, I loved because as he's retired mm-hmm. now, he's really gotten into prehistoric, like dinosaurs, you know, the prehistoric stuff. Paleontologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, paleontologist. Because he asked, you know, are either of you paleontologists because I really need one, you know, like whatever. Um, High school students. Yes. The whole <laughs> thing with like, let me, all right, all right, students, let me tell you a bedtime story, you know, and he yeah. talks, he's like, hey, you know, all these millions of years ago there were these creatures that were here and then nature wiped them out yep and and then we came along he's like and nature will wipe us out one day and then something else will come along probably bees yeah yeah, which again goes kind of goes back to the whole jurassic park the Mm -hmm. chaos theory of it all or you have like look nature will find nature nature will continue life uh, will life will continue yeah well he says you know that that was that was the whole premise in the book as well as the movie one day, we might not be here any yeah. longer, 
but life will go on. Yep. You yeah. Know? And so anyway. But um, so, yeah. So they finally actually do end up convincing him to come with. While this is going on. No, actually, they don't. They leave and try well, to they, find a they boat try to, to get leave. off the island. Then, they, they, miss have, the, they miss the ferry. Yeah. Then you have the, oh, my God, why didn't I learn how to swim? That yeah, whole scene. I know. Which I thought there was plenty of time. There's know. there's there's a, a throwback on this that I'll touch on that scene later on. Okay. And now they're being chased by a helicopter. Yes. And they for do this really with, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> because the, he chases them with a helicopter for like three or four minutes. Yep. And then goes, oh, there's a microphone here. Get in. We're going to... Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. It's like, why can't you just pulled up and say, hey... Because it's, it's more exciting in the movie to have them chase, yeah. you know, and it's... <laughs> well, while all this is going on, Whopper decides, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. We're going to go ahead and get this right. thing going. So they start the process of launch. They get all the missiles in line, all of the different stuff they're, going on. They're closing down. And them, everybody yeah. at NORAD is going crazy trying to figure out how to get this to stop. They don't want to. They can't turn it off. They can't make it go. No, they don't know it's a simulation. They think well, right. no, they're, trying to, they're trying to get yeah. this to, to basically stop altogether. So they're thinking, well, just pull the plug on it. You know, well, well, that, that won't that, work. No, 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 no. Work, you know? It's not to that point yet. At this point, they're still trying to get to NORAD. And NORAD still thinks it's it's That's a what I'm full saying. on NORAD attack. Is is thinking they're okay. under attack on this. This sequence of them trying to get into NORAD, okay, into this bunker, yeah, mm-hmm. goes right along with several other things in this movie. He's going back to the 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 hour clock in Cloak and Dagger. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no yeah, I'm not. Is. What I'm going to is something from Cloak and Dagger, though, where uh, uh, Davy has to like you know avoid being run over by uh, an airplane. You know, because of the wheels after he's been dropped out of the thing. This thing has got so many instances, especially with that that uh, blast door oh, yeah. shutting. Oh, yeah. Two different times, they're, they're showing this blast door, and people are walking in right at the last second yeah. of like, no, dude, seriously, that thing closes, whatever appendage is in that is coming off, yeah. okay? And also, the Jeep barreling through... Oh yeah. Okay, they're in an open top CJ7. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and this thing does not. It has a roll bar, but not like the modern ones do. Okay. It's got the it's got the slant bars, rather. You know. Yeah. Like and it head. doesn't look like they have seat belts on on top of it all. Well, they it's, plow it's, through. I know they plow through this thing, which the which it was the chain link the fence chain link gate. fence wraps completely around this thing, which and it rolls honest, over. Which honestly <laughs> is the most realistic know, gate crash I've ever I seen. I know, yeah, and true. it rolls over. Yeah, it, it flips over it on flips its over, side. But I'm saying, it flips over on its side, but it's still one of those things the way the camera is. You see, it's pro- I know it's not her, Jennifer, but you know, actually Ali Sheedy, it's whoever. But basically, the driver like falls on her. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, no one's getting up from this nope. and moving whatsoever. <laughs> so they finally they race in just as things are going crazy. And um, the general... Barry Corbin. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what his character's name was. Uh, General it is Bar- Jack, Jack Berenger. Berenger. Yeah. Can we uh, just talk about how great Barry Corbin is? Oh, my God. I could do in it. In everything. Yes. I mean, just. We well, could, but then we'd have to do several episodes on Northern Exposure. Oh, I know. Oh, I, know yeah. I know. Absolutely. We'll get into that in a minute, boys. We'll go through the full cast yeah, here. That's a- but um, so they get in. They're trying to get, you know, trying to get him to stop, trying to get him to stop. Nobody's able to do it. The DEF CON's dropping on this. And finally, David figures out, okay, well, if I can't get him to stop maybe i can get him to learn Mm -hmm. so instead of having him continue the game of global thermonuclear war he has him start to play tic-tac-toe number of players zero well they tried 
They tried playing it himself, right, and, and it, it just was, didn't work. He's, which like, I, he's like, this is too slow. How yeah. can we make him play himself? Right. Said number of players zero. zero. Yeah. So basically, it's making Joshua play himself. Right. And on it's so funny because you see in NORAD all of these screens with all these missile attacks that are supposed to about to go off, and yet on one side there's just one that's just running a tic tac toe simulation so was, yeah. over and over and over and over. But and then over it again. starts running the thermonuclear simulations right. over and over at the and over same again. time. Yeah. So everything is going crazy on this. Finally, there's this giant eruption of light. Everything goes black, and finally you just see the little um, cursor come up. And say, you know, what was it? Hello, Doctor. Uh, oh gosh, what Falcon. Doc, you know, Professor Falcon. Hello, Professor Falcon. Uh, you know, responds. Hello, Joshua. And goes a strange game. The the winning move is not to play. Mm-hmm. And then you see the lights come back up, and they're they're calling to get confirmation. And there's been you know, no no missile strikes, no nothing. You know, everybody's. Well, fine. we got that before. Yeah, that actually. was right. That before was right before. It. It's like no, no, nothing happened. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. Joshua starts. Joshua's like, "Oh no, something's going to happen." Yeah, yeah. Yes. he starts pulling the nuclear codes. <laughs> right, right. So that was the other thing on it. But yeah, but then he goes, "Would you like to play a nice game yeah. of chess? yeah? How about a nice game of chess?" And then everybody and then the lights applause, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and yay, happy ending. All right, so go ahead and put my problems in with this. Well, hang tight, <laughs> hang tight. Before you jump <laughs> on the planner, <laughs> let's go ahead and go over the cast because, like I said, this is a murderer's row of "Hey, it's that guy." Yes, yes, it is. So I mentioned Matthew Broderick. Um, do you know who was originally cast as David Lightman? I do not. Kevin Costner was originally cast as David Lightman. He gave up this role to go be in another little movie you may have heard of called "The Big Chill." Oh yeah, where he plays, that's a good choice. Where, where he, he plays, plays a the dead, dead man that you never see his face. Yep. So that was a good choice. Well, originally you did, but they cut him out of the... Oh, plane. yeah. Everything yeah. hit on the, the, the floor on that one. Right. So, as I mentioned, Dabney Coleman plays uh, Dr. John McKittrick. Uh, John Wood, Stephen Falcon. He's also the voice of the Whopper. Now, another almost cast. Do you know who was almost cast as Dr. Falcon? Because he looks a lot like him. Mm. Um, if he'd have been alive, it would have been John Lennon. Oh, wow, okay. Really? When the original casting's on this, because this all casted back in 1980. Yeah. Oh, You got to okay, remember, yeah. it took several years but for this movie to get Lennon? made. That doesn't they wanted sense. somebody to have that kind of weird, spaced out British um, they professor gotten, look. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, there's a ton of people they could have got. Not, but, uh, it's like half of Britain. But Ma- they were Monty originally, Python. that was uh, originally who? Oh, John Cleese? John not John Cleese, the other one. Um, Michael Terry Palin. Gilliam. Uh, Terry Gilliam, Michael Palin, yeah. any of those guys. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was originally going to be John Lennon. Um, as I mentioned, Ali Sheedy is Jennifer Mack. Uh, Barry Corbin plays General Jack Berenger. Uh, as previously mentioned, Barry Corbin's been in a ton of stuff. Northern Exposure. Uh, Northern Exposure is probably his biggest yeah. his biggest knowledge one. Um, a bunch of, of lesser characters on this, but a few have mentioned. Mr. Lightman, David's dad, was played by William Bogert. William Bogert was best known as the dad from Small Wonder. Oh, Okay. And last episode, we talked about uh, uh, Out of This World. Yes, so, <laughs> there you go. We're getting syndicated uh, sitcoms from uh, the 80s. There was a, a captain in this, uh, one of the, the military captains named Jerry Larson. He was played by an actor named John Spencer. Yes. You know him best from the West Wing. Yep. Um, Susan Davis played David's mom, Mrs. Lightman. She's been in a, quite a few movies. I couldn't find anything specifically that jumped to mind for her, but um, quite a bit. Um Alan Bloomfield played Mr. Leggert, who was the the professor or the teacher that David got thrown out of his yeah. class. He was from the TV show Heroes. Yes. 
He's been in a bunch of. I kept going. I was that again. It's that guy. Yep. Uh, it previously mentioned Eddie Deason, my boy. Yeah. Uh, played Melvin, and uh, he's been in Greece. He's been in uh, Midnight Madness. Been in just if it was a geek in the '80s, with the exception of you know Revenge of the Nerds, odds are Eddie Deason was playing it. Uh, Murray Chalkin again. He was in Twins. He was in Dances with Wolves. Yep. He's in a ton of movies. Um, but the one that most people don't pick up on. And I did not. Lieutenant Steve Phelps was played by Michael, Michael Madsen. Madsen. I did not pick up on you that. You didn't one. pick up no. on it? No. Because I was sitting it's, there watching. I was like, I, it was yeah. it was totally that Leonardo DiCaprio that, meme. That scene. That yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, for, and for those of you not sure who we're talking about, Michael Madsen played, uh, was it Mr. White? No. Mr. Yes, Mr. White. In uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Mr. Well, White. In all kinds. Oh, no, of Mr. Stuff. Blonde. He played Mr. Blonde. Yeah, he was in all kinds. That, that dancing scene cutting the gear. Yes. Off. He's been in all. I mean, shit. Well, he wasn't he in Private Ryan also saving Private Ryan also. Uh, no. I always get him and Tom Sizemore. Tom That's Sizemore. it. That, yeah, Tom Sizemore. But uh, Michael Madsen was in um, Kill Bill. That's it. Yes. He's. I think uh, he's been in a. He's Bud. been a bunch of, of Tarantino oh, yeah. movies. I mean, uh, great actor. Does yeah. some great work, but just yeah, it was. I think this may have. If it wasn't his first role, it was definitely one of his first yeah. big roles. Um, but yeah, this had a ton of hey, it's that guys in it. Uh, as I mentioned, the Whopper. <laughs> it's kind of funny. The Whopper made a reappearance in two thousand six. Okay, they used it in an AT and T commercial, and I remember seeing this I, commercial. Okay, okay, I. I that that's ringing a bell. Yeah, really. Yeah. No pun intended. This was something uh, that was created. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, Culver City, California. The oh, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employee or Employees Local, whatever, created the Whopper. Basically, it was cardboard. Yeah, it was cardboard with a guy inside of it flipping switches. Oh wow. Yeah, but to mm. give you some idea, that was. 83 technology. That's what right. we thought a computer server looked like, was this thing the size of a kitchen table. Well, that was... Oh, no, it was bigger than a kitchen table. Well, you know. There was... Size-wise. Height-wise, it was probably about, what, four or five feet tall? I was thinking it was like two tables long. Yeah, it was really long. Maybe it was bigger. Yeah. I know that when the tour is going through... Yes. And they walk past all the computers, and they're talking, you know, the tour guides talking about it. And it's all those old-school computers with the tape you know, oh with the, the real, real the real and all it's, it's like wow this this yeah. really takes me back you know to probably most of it running cobalt oh God. yeah yeah well yeah it's military so yeah. it would, you know into the cobalt or fortran one of the two but um so I, I mentioned earlier that the original director martin bresk yes bresk want to get us yeah want to get that get, last name right get, get it correct yes, things so. go badly yeah it does, we don't want it to be a brisk they, they basically they <laughs> cut brisk. him after 12 days 12, 12 days. days what happened uh just disagreement they didn't like the way that the movie okay. the where the movie was going it was actually going a much darker direction okay yeah i mean like seriously dark and really he still had a couple of scenes that were left in the the original or the the, the final cut one of the biggest scenes that he had left that was all his was that whole I never learned how to swim scene. Okay. That's him. The other director that came in afterwards kind of helped to try to change things. And the funny thing is when they did that, the story goes that the the studio was not happy with the way that this movie was coming out after the first two weeks. So they're just like, just get rid of the director. You know, let's, let's shake, shake this stuff up. So both Ali Sheedy and Matthew Broderick were terrified that they were going to be fired from mm-hmm. this movie. 
And you got to remember, but this is probably one of their first big roles. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think Broderick had done like some smaller stuff beforehand, and I don't think Ali Sheedy had really had. Well, much okay. Of first off, you can tell that Ali Sheedy is really young in her career oh, yeah. because some of her acting in this is terrible. Yeah, I it's mean, it's pretty. It's it's, it's now. The fact that she's playing a teenage girl, yeah, an awkward not, it's, teenage it's, girl. It's it's a, it's it's a very on the nose with some of, of right. that, you know, high school age, um, especially in the early eighties, you know, type. But yeah, there are other times where it's just like her line delivery. I'm like, even Matthew Broderick a few times. There's some line delivery. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's a little cringy. Maybe maybe you could have taken done another take on this. It's you know? a little cringy, no yeah. doubt. But the, there's a story that goes with uh, the uh, Batum, the guy that replaced him. When he showed up on set, he basically, just to get them loosened up and to relax a little bit, forced them to take a foot race with him around the entire set. And whoever showed up last had to stand in front of the entire crew and sing. Oh. Just to get him to loosen up. Okay. And that's exactly what happened. And it turns out the director actually lost. So he had to sit there and sing this goofy song okay. in front of everybody just to try to loosen him up a little bit. But they said uh, that's one thing that Broderick had made mention to, Sheedy had made mention to, and the director had made mention to of that was kind of a turning point for them because they were scared to death. Hmm. They were just going to get canned on this movie. Fair enough. All right. So what are your points on this? I know you're itching on this one. About you had complaints. You had complaints. You had concerns. Yeah, and now I can't remember. Put up your festival. <laughs> Put up your festivus poll and get to your. Uh, you know, there, there. Are, a lot of it is, you know, very much semantic stuff. Like I was pointing out earlier about you don't pick up a phone while it's making, you know, while it's online or else right. you're kicked offline, you know, and some stuff like that. Um, the when they're in NORAD, okay, mm-hmm. and the general, how many times do they call the president in this movie? I mean, it's like, I mean, I, and I understand that the whole thing is they're trying to set up tension. There's all this tension. We got to, but I mean, really and truly, you got to think if the president is being put on full alert multiple times in a, what was it, a, a 52 hour span? I think that's what right it around that, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, don't you at some point go, all right, seriously, guys, get your shit together over there. This is, yeah. you know. Um, but, I, again, I get it. It's the whole, you're, you're building tension. It's for movie right. suspension of disbelief. I don't have nearly as much of it with this as I did with Co- with uh, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair point. And a lot of it, too, also comes down to a lot of that nitpick stuff like I was talking about right. you know, of, of, of things. Um yeah, that's. I guess that's all I got at this point. My brain's kind of. I think I, I've. I have had not enough sleep and too much coffee for my brain to function properly <laughs> no, at this point. Yeah. So something uh, I did notice with the set design and all that mm-hmm. is, I think the Crystal Lake location, that entire set was used in another movie. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the mountain? Yeah, it was used in several movies actually. Well, yeah. I'm talking about the actual interior shots. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I I, I was I kept like trying to think. Last I was night, like, what have I seen this in? I was uh, like, all of this stuff was covered up in plastic at the end of one of the Terminator movies. It may have been. Mm-hmm. I think was this the same set that they used for the Manhattan Project? That I don't know. I will you know talk. what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. About the kid that made the the nuclear bomb. You know, uh, yeah, I, I want to say that it was the exact same set. But I could be. Wrong I'm, I'm thinking some, it's the same set from Terminator. Uh, what was the one that 
it's where Skynet finally kicks off. And it's just the I'd have to look on that one. No, it's sure not two. It it's I will tell you that the interior oh. or something, the exterior of NORAD, yeah. the tunnel that comes in. Right. You've seen that in two other movies. Okay. Well, I know I, for certain. I know part of it is um oh, what's the T V show with the big ring? Uh, Star Stargate. 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 Stargate used some of it, but the two that and this is you mentioned one earlier, Back to the Future Two used that entrance and that tunnel. Two? <clears throat> oh, yep. for the car where he's holding on to the back of the car. Bingo. Yep. And the one that surprised me, the actual tunnel that they're using mm-hmm. was the tunnel that Eddie had to go in through to get to Toontown in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> okay, that was that's definitely a, a non sequitur. I was there. like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I had to go back and watch that. I was like, it is. I don't believe it. It is. Okay. You know? Okay. But <clears throat> yeah, as far as the, I mean, there, there's all kinds of little things about this. Terminator movie. Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. I have not seen that one. So. Um, this was the first movie to ever use the word firewall. In reference to a computer reference, okay. I it just, I mean, little things like that. I thought was so fascinating. This is where a lot of things. This actually caused a, a, a presidential action to take because of this movie. Okay. Um, what was it? The counterfeit access, or excuse me, the counterfeit access device and computer fraud abuse act of 1984 was okay. formed because of this movie. Okay. Ronald Reagan went to go see this movie, and because he realized how possible this is could occur, that's when they started going ahead and put that act right, in place. Right. Uh, he's, yeah, he's a big fan of Laskers too. So. Yeah, you know, there was one of the things after they brought David to you know that they brought him in, and they're having that meeting, and they're like, you know, he says, you know, the computer called him, blah blah blah, and again, the 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 Wigan, you know, he says. You know, smart kid, underachiever, doesn't have a whole lot of friends. You know, kind of it's like classic, you know, mm-hmm. what the recruitment. Rus- recruitment for the Russians, you yep. know, type stuff. It was just something that we heard a lot, uh, you know, with with different. Oh yeah, um, and a lot of movies, but you would also hear that every once in a while in the news of like, oh yeah, somebody who is really intelligent but doesn't. Does it try underachiever? Very hard. Yeah, you know, underachiever and uh, you know, and, slacker. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> kind of sounds like uh, some other people we know, doesn't it? Uh, all of them. <laughs> One of them sitting across the table. All of them. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. As they were saying, that whole generation. I'm yeah. talking about it's a. <laughs> so, as you might have guessed, there were multiple video games that were created because yeah of are any of them good though uh, well ColecoVision had one was um one of them missile command uh no missile, command, missile was command was before, before this, this. Okay. it's 82 that's one of my uh, favorite computer games. war was from thorn Yemon. yes they created it um there was actually a game called defcon right you know i remember, uh, I remember nes DEFCON. even made mention of this in the mission possible version or the the mission possible game for nes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where you had to get the the player to or the computer to play tic-tac-toe right so uh let's talk about the video games in this okay well hey. hold on hold on for you i remember okay. growing one of the first computers we ever had Mm-hmm. Dad had found a place to get one, and he, it was a clone of a IBM XT Turbo. Okay, one of the games that I was able to bootleg off of one of my friends was literally a game called Global, Global Thermal Nuclear, Nuclear War. War. Yeah, and I remember playing it. It didn't look anything like this, but it kind of felt yeah the same. I think there was a lot of people that that once this movie came out, they kind of created their own little mods and their own little games yeah. for it. Yeah. But yeah, I I distinctly remember 
when I was going through school, when we just got like the Apple IIe's and things like that in there, yeah, yeah. someone created that that screen that mm-hmm. listed all the games. And one of our favorite pranks to do with our teachers was to pull that screen up and just sit there and say, which one of these should I choose? Mm-hmm. And see if they'd actually seen the movie or not. I remember one of my I remember one of my gripes now. Of course you do. Go ahead. Joshua's voice. Yes. Where did it come from at the end of the movie? That's a good point. There's actually several points in this because you know it, when when they're in his bedroom, yeah, and they've got like oh yeah, he's got the squawk on, box. That squawk box is not anywhere else. You hear Joshua's voice multiple times inside NORAD. Um, well, NORAD, I would assume that they would have multiple squawk boxes already. Um, but attached they, to that system. But would they? I mean... It's <laughs> Why wouldn't they? They've got all of our tax money. can do okay, whatever they want okay. to with it. He's got a point. Yeah, but it's funny that like nothing else that comes up on those computers... It's reading the screen. ...is doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Fair. It's like... <laughs> well, that and when he's in McKittrick's office. There's that, no I know, one there. That's what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's the same thing. Well, not thing, there you know? as well as in the war room. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's but, like, uh, I was just like, where, where is this? And also the fact that, like, you know, they kind of... They do, especially for back then, uh, the computer movie trope thing where you're typing and talking at the same time. So yeah. that way it's not just words on a screen. It's actually someone saying the words. But it seems like at some point Falcon is actually talking to the computer rather than actually like typing and talking at the same time. There's a couple of times where he kind of <laughs> leans over. It's like he's trying to whisper. I know, it and it's like, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about the video games in this in this movie, though. Okay. Um, again, like our previous episode with yes. Cloak and Dagger, video games play a huge part in the plot. Oh, yeah. As well as, you know, just the the whole, you know, feel of this movie. Um, when he's in the arcade at the beginning, he's playing, was it Galaga? Is it Galaga or Galaxian, one of the two? Galaga. It's Galaga, Galaga yeah. Because he actually had to train to play Galaga. Yeah, yeah. Because Matthew Broderick had never played it before. Oh, really? So he had, to, I think he went through like a six-week course on just playing Galaga. Okay. Uh, but looking around at all the other Mm-hmm. games that are in that arcade again i was just like oh this is so cool <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i know it's like he's having that that rule because he's got to get to class and that that his his little friend like the little kid walks up he's like hey you want to take this over you know types and you know he's like ag- agonizing like oh i got a good game going on here i don't want to <laughs> the thing that took me back in the arcade was the the snack bar yes oh yeah yes. yeah those old school coca-cola cups yes it's like he wanted a coke and oh. fries right and this the other thing nut bar Oh, when they're in his yeah. bedroom and they're and they're on the computer and they're drinking tab. Mm-hmm. Yep, very out of the old pull tab. Very yep. prominently placed oh, <laughs> marketing yeah. of tab so on this thing. <laughs> one thing that I think that holds a very special place in my heart, um, not in the movie, mm-hmm. not in the movie. Let me be clear, not in the movie. In the book, Ready Player One. Okay, there is a sequence in it where the main character, in order to pass and get one of the keys has to reenact the entire movie of war games from start to finish with every line in it. Yep. And if he misses any, he has to start over. And okay, I did not like that movie. Oh, the movie was horrible. The book is incredible. The book's and every actually, time Ready someone, Player Two is really Every good time too. someone tells me something like what you just said, mm-hmm. it makes me not want to read the book even more. Oh, no. So, I mean, I just... <laughs> Alan, let me just put it to you this way. There's a sequence in there where the guy has to play Fly By Night by Rush. 
that you're still I, not I just, selling oh, me on this whatsoever. See, so it's uh, you shut your <laughs> filthy mouth. I, I back Dave on this. That one. is my I back Dave on this. One. That is I've my always favorite said, album from I've Rush. Always said about Rush, they're the greatest band that ever sucked. I, I found so it. I just <laughs> found an original Canadian pressing of Fly By Night oh, at my nice. local record store. Yeah, I snatched you it admit, up. Though has one of the coolest album covers of all time. Oh, that weird owl that's fl- okay. in flight. But anyway, anyway, yeah, that's, so. that's something that I, I kind of love about this movie is that. It carries such a, a a a nostalgic esteem that when Ernest Klein wrote that book, he's like, "Yeah, I am so putting this in here." And if they ever make a movie out of this, there's no way in hell they're going to be able to do that. Did, in the did, movie. Did, did the Overlook take the spot of that? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. a, but uh, which I will say, I, I know this is a complete tangent of like, sitting in the theater because I I had I had no Overlook, attachment yeah. to that movie whatsoever. But I was like, "All right, it's Spielberg. And everybody keeps talking about. It. I'll go see this." And it was also in the movie Past Days. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. This is yeah. brilliant with this over, I mean, just perfect for this Overlook Hotel, now, you know? One other thing, because the question we always ask is, would it be retold or a sequel or anything along those lines? Well, they've already made a sequel. They have, and it's horrible. Uh, well, it oh, came look, out just a few years ago, didn't it? It's, it's um, 2006. Games, dead 2006, code. okay. Yeah, it's it's called War Games: The Dead Code. Okay, uh, it wasn't directed by the same guy. Doesn't have any of the main characters in it. Actually, I you think know, the only one that stays in it was um, uh, Falcon. You know, oh, two, really? yeah. 2006 could have been last week for all I know at this point. I mean, it's, <laughs> and the funny thing is, in order to promote it, they actually brought War Games back in the theaters on its 25th yeah, anniversary. I remember yeah, I remember something about to do that. And just, and just, uh, and I'm surprised they have not remade this movie. I'm sure they've remade it under a different name. You know, they call it, it's it's not, it's, it's not war games, but it's war games, you know. Um, I, I, this is very much a product of its time. Cold War situation, you know, that kind of stuff. I know we're, wait, give it a minute. That's all I'm saying is wait. I know that, you know, at least some people are trying to push the narrative that we're moving into this again. Uh, it's still kind of one of those things where I'm like, I just don't see this movie working now. No, absolutely not. It, it, it's it's kind of like going back to the Red Dawn thing. Well, I know they remade it, but that is a movie that has to live in the time frame that it was created because the atmosphere in the world... Well, not just that, made, but you know, the, the freedoms that that person had the ability to do, you wouldn't have that ability now. No. Nobody's going to leave their password attached to, you know, a, well, a, a notepad. <laughs> I, would, their I would beg to disagree. Well, they're not supposed to. The, the amount yeah. of passwords we found taped to the underside of keyboards is oh, just gosh. mind-blowing. But, you know, even you know, going outside of that, the, the, the restrictions and the way that securities are set up right now Plus the it fact no not, one believes that they can go and do something like that and not get traced. Exactly. I mean, that is... Exactly. I think we're living in more of a world of secure slash paranoia with that type of thing than anything else that no one would really even want to try for something that big. Mm-hmm. And honestly, to be fair, David wasn't trying to get into NORAD. No. He was no. trying to get into a game company. Right. Yeah. It just so happens that he ended up getting into NORAD. Right. And, you know, I, I think... Once it, again, it's at better lucky than good. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, in a situation like that, the technology that exists today is so far advanced from what was in 83 that some of those nuances you wouldn't be able to do you're not going to be able to steal a, a long distance calls anymore because right. there's, well, no, well, there's no phones there's no yeah, pay phones there's no reason to 
you know, well, that a, most long distance is free at this point. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I mean, you know, there's the the hacks that people call hacks anymore are usually so readily available that it's not that. Well, it's unique, a lot unique. People you know? all have always had this. And again, I'm still kind of on the outside of this. You guys more on the inside being mm-hmm. you're working in IT, but I know enough about this stuff right. you know, from years of, of just amateur. Most, and you see it in this movie even, most of what people think of as hacking is complete BS. Oh, yeah. It all comes down to, it's a lot of social engineering. Social engineering is, is yep. the number one hack. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's, in IT. You, don't, and you, don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need a computer to do that. Nope. You know, you, you need access to someone inside the organization, you know, whether it's through a phone call or, or an email or something like that. But, you know, it's still one of those things where it's like, that has nothing to do with getting on a computer and seeing a bunch of code and this and that. It's just like, no, no, no. It's just all you got to do is, is well, but find the weak link. That's it's just finding the weak link in the but chain in of command. Fairness, so. and, and Dave will back me up on this. There were a lot of elements that were in this movie that, for its time, were very accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing, you know, if you've ever known anybody that did the war calling, you know, or the war dialing, excuse me, they usually had massive amounts of printouts from everything yes. that they were doing yes. and anybody that was that much into computers I love that old dot matrix oh yeah the, <laughs> the, the printing dot, stuff the, that, that, dot matrix, that was our that was our first printer I in know, the house I know, like that I know. clone the, I know. The, 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 the phone freaking that we talked about you know that was very true that right. was very accurate at that time in fact there were people that did that after the movie came out to where they had to change I the was going to ask about because that I remember that Seeing that as a kid and being like, that's kind of cool. And then, of course, having people say, ah, that, that, that's not, you can, can't really do that. I never tried it. Uh, but it's kind of cool to, to know that, that it was a thing. Yeah, I know it was, it was a legit was thing. Huge. So. Um, yeah, because there were so many people that were trying to figure it out. And, you know, like I said, with the, the Captain Crunch thing and, and the, the gold boxes and the red boxes and all those other wonderful things that you learned from 2600, mm-hmm. you know, this was kind of the, the, the beginning of that culture, you know, and, I honestly say that without movies like this, you never would have had movies like Hackers. Yeah. Or you never would have had, you know, that type of a culture where it's the the whole idea. We should watch Hackers and completely tear that movie apart. Oh, God. Where to, <laughs> we wouldn't know where to start. Everything is. <laughs> we wouldn't know where to start on that movie. But, you know, it's, the, it's that whole idea of the cyber culture. Right. Really, I think developed because of this because it made it seem like you know it's not some brainiac sitting at mit it's a kid sitting in his house in seattle right you know that's right. in just the suburbs. Got nothing else i know to do, i know i know? know i know it's like i've got all this stuff what can i do with it exactly you know one of the other things that that jumped out at me as far as era mm-hmm. and product placement he comes walking out of that Seven Eleven, the biggest Slurpee you've ever seen. Well, it, no, it was a, it was a big gulp. It was a big gulp. It was Excuse a big gulp Slurpee. that he big had. Gulp, yep. You know, which Seven yep. Eleven has made a comeback here. You know, we didn't have them for decades for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And I think they they bought out like they they merged with like Exxon, didn't they? Like they took something over like Tiger Marks. Basically, I thought it was um, them and Circle K merged or something. I, they may have back, then, but but recently it's been it's Exxon. It's the Tiger Marks no. have gone over into into Seven Eleven. Yeah, um, they don't have the big gulp any longer. No, that's, they, <laughs> they have the gulp and then they have yeah. Like but no, the big gulp was yes. this because that's when he's carrying that big gulp. I mean, he's both hands. Ounces. I know. I mean, it's just like oh, okay. Well, because you had the big gulp, you had the super big gulp. Yeah. And then I think there was one that was a step even above that, I and I was know. like, you know, what do you call it? The bladder buster. Something, I mean, what yeah. is this? This is way too much fluid for anybody. To but do. that again, 
sent me back to yeah. oh a absolutely time, you know? absolutely and I mean like I said this is uh, this is definitely a time capsule this is one of those movies that is a lot of fun you get to see a lot of things that you know for the technology of its time were were relatively accurate and you know we're it's a good Saturday afternoon watch. It's yep. one that I, I definitely think if you're trying to explain to somebody, you know, what it was like. And, and also the other factor on that is the Cold War factor. Yes. You know, we hadn't really talked about that. This was a huge, huge movie Man. about the fear that went in with Cold War well, about at any point in time, this stuff could go sideways. This and the day after was yep. somewhere around the same time. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's. Red Dawn Red was Dawn, the Dawn. next year. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you do you have all of this early and mid eighties fear of nuclear annihilation, right? Was a very real thing, right? Well, and, and on top of that, it, it's the diff- Russians were the big bad. You well, know, and the other just, you know. the other factor that came into this was we're taking the human factor out of it, right? It's no longer some guy sitting there pushing the button; it's right. some computer doing all this stuff that no. And that's knows the whole thing. And then we get Terminator. A, yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Well. That's the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Terminator's the next year with Skynet and Skynet and everything. So um, yeah, it it Cold it all, Wars, AI, computers. Yeah, we're we're all screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Here guy. we are, forty almost forty years later, and we're still talking about all that stuff. So. To think that, that poor guy was just trying to break in to play some video games. I know that's all it was. So. See, video games, death of us all. Hey, at least these days we have you know. Well, at least there's something alternate. else to blame other than rock and roll. Well, that's true. I blame hey. Fortnite. That is Mike Nesmith, okay, mm-hmm. of the monkey, you know, oh, the yeah. monkeys fame, said a book of about video games that video games to the boomers is what rock and roll was to their parents. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, absolutely. I don't understand this. It's, it's destroying society. I, I'm like, still eh, trying to know. wrap my head around the fact that he may possibly be the sole architect of, of MTV. Of yeah. MTV. Yeah. Yeah. Elephant parts. With that, so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's like that, this guy was a monkey. How can this guy be this smart? Hey, when you get that kind of money from what he got it from, you know, I mean, anytime that somebody says something about the monkeys, like the band, yep, it makes me think of the Jerky Boys, the movie with Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, you remember this? Geez. And like the, the, the Jerky Boys are like, he's like, he's like, he's like, where are, you know, he names up there? They're like there's roadies or whatever so he's like oh uh they went to go ro- uh, roadie for the for the monkeys and ozzy's like fucking monkeys <laughs> do you realize that the jerky boys is one of four movies that i actually walked out of in oh, the it's a terrible movie it just oh, that is a i had free tickets and i wanted money. that is the the jerky boys uh, talking about telephones and it's something you couldn't you oh know, yeah, you can't yeah. away with any longer but it is one of those things that like Kind of like the Geico cavemen getting mm-hmm. their own sitcom where you're like... It's just a bad idea. This was a terrible idea. Everyone knows this is a terrible idea except for that one executive that decided, hey, yeah, let's green light this thing. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't translate. Cocaine was involved. I have no I'm doubt in my sure, mind. Cocaine I'm had sure. to have been involved <laughs> in this. There's no other way this makes any sense. So, uh, But yeah, everybody, go watch uh, War Games. Was this streaming anywhere? The only place I found it was YouTube. Okay, I know. I know if it was for rent, several different well, places. Well, rent for yeah, food, yeah. And, and I think, um, oh gosh, what was it? Amazon I, had it to rent. Yeah, I, I saw a, a string of. Yeah, you can rent it here. I think I know. did mine on Vudu. 
Was that on Voodoo? Okay. I again found it in the public Strangely domain, enough, you can so. find the sequel a lot of places, but you yeah, can't find the original. I think that's because nobody actually wants to see that one, so yeah. they're like, fuck it, just put it out there. I don't have to yeah. worry about didn't it. didn't cost so. them anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one is definitely... I, I, I'm Probably the the biggest recommend of the of the stuff that we've done so far for me. Uh, now don't get me wrong, I really loved Explorers. Right. Um, I really and, and Fly, Fly the, the Navigator, Navigator and Cloak and Dagger. All the stuff that we've done so far, I've really loved. This one has the fewest issues as far as like um, uh, special effects. Yeah, you know that. I mean, there was a lot of practical effects. Yeah, basically. and because it also it didn't call for a whole lot of special effects, no. so it's one of those things where it's it like, wasn't okay, very fantastic. Go, yeah, exactly. You know? And there's not there's not a hot, there's not a lot of suspension of disbelief in this one either. Actually, a little bit. The but, funny thing is, it plays just the opposite off of it. It's not playing on suspension of disbelief. It's playing on the proclivity. This that could happen. This could actually exactly, happen. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our. Uh, uh, our retro summer 2022 review of, of war games. We have a whole lot more still ready oh, yeah. to come out for you guys. Oh, yeah. uh, which means, <laughs> Dave, when, when 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 Barry and I presented this list of movies to Dave, he's like, "I'm going to be watching all kinds of movies. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to find the time." I was like, "I don't have time for this." <laughs> you know what? I don't have time for this. But do you regret any of them so far? <laughs> not, not. So I rest far. my case. There you go. I rest my case. And we have a lot more. Like. I'm just getting hey, good sleep at look, this point. <laughs> I know you're excited for Tron, okay? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you know, yes, yes, so yes, I mean, yes, it's yes. Uh, as well as several other ones on here. I, I mean, still say is, that Iron Eagle should be on this list. We discussed why that's not going to be on the list. Yep. I still disagree. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> not a summer movie. So, uh, and and keep in mind, all of these movies that we're talking about, you know, they have a, a lot of things in common. Number one, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Number two, they can they're still rewatchable. There's nothing on most here part. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guarantee there's going to be a couple of them that on will this be list cringing be like, a little bit oh. when we watch it, but it's still rewatchable. <laughs> and uh, to your point earlier, you know, this is this is kids going out and having fun and adventuring, mm-hmm. and you know, not a parent to be found <laughs> in these things. Not exactly. A, not a hover cra- uh, hover parent to be found not anywhere nowhere. in this. In nowhere. fact, the parents in this basically are there as a comedic foil. Yeah, pretty much. You know, to put and, butter and, and, on and, a corn on a weird way using bread. So. And, and let's be honest. As soon as mention that again, no, as soon, no. so many different levels of wrong. As soon <laughs> as, as he goes into custody, they disappear. Yeah, they're nowhere to be found yep. whatsoever. And so, all right. Actually, I don't think they make an appearance the rest of the movie. They don't. They're yeah. they're done. Okay, here's one more thing I want to say before we get out of here. David? Yes? You know he got like a really cushy job with the government after this. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh they, they paid for his education. They paid, You know he ended up uh, hooked up with uh, He probably went Jennifer. to MIT. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's just a... Yeah, that that's one of the things that, that we know from real world experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people who who like... Let's say they, they figure out how to scam a casino or something like that. They wind up getting jobs with security well, after they're, that. They're you know, it's a, to get jobs. Yes, Basically, yes. we give you the choice. Come work for us or we throw you in jail. Well, or they, Your A lot of them go to jail yes. and then come out and work for the or security. Or they you know? just completely disappear off the face yeah, of the planet. So. You know, calling David Hume. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, guys, thank you so much for joining us again for this episode. Uh, go again. If, if you listen to us for any t- amount of time, you know, go check up. Check it's out. in the show notes. It's in the show notes. But come to Discord, Discord. Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> 
with things being so interesting with Twitter these days, we might be back on there before long. So. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, personally, I could... I'm already back. I know. I, I, <laughs> I got rid of my personal Twitter a long time ago, and I never plan on going back ever I'm, again. I'm, so it's a, I'm already never, back. And accounts. Facebook, I've been off of it since early this year, and I don't miss it. Yeah. Especially now, and <laughs> uh, it gets a little ugly from time to time. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so a yeah, little? go and check, <laughs> go and check out our our social media that we have, um, and yeah, come and say hi. Let us know what you want to. Hey, give us suggestions. Say, give us some suggestions uh, yeah. because we we do have a list. We have a fluid list. We're mm-hmm. we're not necessarily locked into anything. Let's be honest. If Alan's involved, there are no concrete plans oh, whatsoever. We could mid, we could change mid episode into something completely different. I think so we have like, a couple of times actually. <laughs> but yeah, I could make executive decisions on the fly in the middle of an episode and change the course of our entire summer. Who knows? So. You, but seriously, any of our listeners, if you do have ideas, throw them out there. If there's ones that you say absolutely not, this is an absolute train wreck of a movie. Right. I never want to hear about this. Tell us, we may do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, that may be the most fun of all. Yeah, absolutely, of them, those are the ones that you like. As we always say, tell the people that you love that about the podcast. Tell the people that you hate about the podcast. Yeah, that's yep. if you hate us, tell us. Tell the people you hate. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so I am Alan Smith. I am Big Dave, and I'm Barry. Barry. And we will see you very soon. <laughs> see ya. Sweet Jesus.